Welcome back, Seahawks fans, to the newest episode of the Seahawks Nest Podcast. I'm your host, Nathan Sano, joined, as always, by the Crunchberry. To my Captain Crunch is Kevin Garber. Kevin, how are you doing? Uh, I feel kind of insulted that I'm the Captain Crunch leavings. <laughs> hey, you know, some people some people are like, oops, all berries. You know, those people exist. They're yeah, out there. Yeah, there are serial killers in the world. And our very own peanut butter Captain Crunch. That's Eric Ronick. Eric, how are you doing? Never had a peanut butter cereal in my life. But at least what? I'm not a I'm not a choco you've, cereal. You've never had bre- uh, bre- you've never had uh, candy for breakfast, Reese's Puff cereal. <laughs> had plenty of uh, candy for breakfast, yeah, but never peanut butter. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why right. movie theaters don't just like serve that. Just go to the movie theater, get a little box of uh, Reese's Crunch cereal. Reese's, it's uh, it would probably be as good as uh, Reese's Pieces. I mean, they they would be on par with each other. Dry Reese's Puff cereal is probably better to me. Than the, than the pieces of Reese's. They'd sell a whole lot more milk at the movie theater. <laughs> do, you, do you do you think uh, ET? You, okay, so the ET tie-in with the with the Reese's pieces, right? Like, what if it was M and M's? Would Reese's pieces ever have made it? You think, or do you think it would have been uh, they would have been lost in the sands of time? Dude, it's got like the Reese's sh- name on it, so it would always have made it in some level. It's just, I mean, it just has to live with the fact that it's the incredibly inferior version of peanut butter M and M's. It would have been like how the Mars you, bar. How- People would have been like, you, you know, what's not bad, Reese's. Reese's. Here's the thing, Reese's pieces. Like the thing about it is, how can you call it Reese's pieces and not have any chocolate in the candy? It's just so insulting to me. As a big fan of uh, of Reese's. All right, a very, 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 very slow news week uh, for uh, <laughs> for the Seahawks. Uh, biggest news: June 25th, Saturday, Shaney Stadium. DK Metcalf's having a celebrity softball game. Uh, have you guys ever been to any events like this before? Like the uh, like, a, like a celebrity softball game? Uh, no, but I used to watch Rock and Jock. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, yeah. Oh, Danny I mean, Cortez always made an appearance. <laughs> I go to a lot of events at the uh, at the old Cheney Stadium. This could be fun. Like Cheney Stadium is like a nice venue. That's a great uh, venue for anything like this. They used to do. Uh, didn't they used to do it in Safeco? And that's like a way bigger venue. Um, yeah. Cheney, you always feel like you're sitting right on the field. It's a great. It's a great place yeah, to go see you- a game. You can sit on the grass out there in the in the in a like over off the right uh, right field wall. Uh, also, uh, do you guys think DK could crank one over the over the wall? Actually, oh yeah. Do you think DK? I mean, I think he's going to try to pump? every single at bat. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we we know that. Well, they do one of those like short wall things, like they do in celebrity softball games, like in the uh, in the like All Star game. Or do you think they'll go just full field? Oh, I hope not. I hope they go full field. It depends on who they have, what celebrities they have, because. You know, if you have, you know, some local reporter, he's not he's not going to get close to the what if wall. it's like Mina? What if it's Mina Kimes? She can crank it over the wall. Yeah, Mina Kimes. But then again, if you have like, you know, some other I like I said, I just always pick a reporter. A local celebrity is always a reporter, you know. <laughs> so uh, did you see Mina Kimes first pitch? I heard about it. It is pretty good. Like yeah. I was like very impressed. It was definitely better than uh, Connor McGregor's. <laughs> Connor, Connor, Connor McGregor just cranked it like 500 feet <laughs> over first base. Like it didn't even go over the plate. She would. She threw it right down the middle. I was. Real, I was like, dang, this is good. I, I guarantee she was practicing. Like you, <laughs> I, 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 if I was do, had to do something like that, you have to practice. You right? Would you practice, Eric, or would you just go out there and try to oh, try to wing it? I would all week. As soon as I found out about it, I'd like have a battle plan. I don't want to embarrass myself. Yeah, yeah that's dude, from the day you find out about it, you basically set up a practice schedule. So pretty my, much. me and my dad used to go to Sonics games when I was younger, and I would wear, I dress up pretty good, you know, I'd wear like a jersey and like a, a green afro wig and a and a headband and stuff. I had it all going. I was like, miss, I was like trying to, you know, 
I love the Sonics. I like the Sonics a lot. Um, I've, I've joked often that this would be a Sonics podcast if they were still around. Uh, That's but only half a joke. It's not mm-hmm. a joke. Yeah. Uh, it's not. <laughs> we it's are not even ready. One, it's not even one percent a joke. Um, so, but the uh, the thing is, is that one time we we're sitting there, and the guy comes up to me, and he's like, "Hey, we're gonna do like a trampoline dunk competition at halftime. Do you want to be in it?" And I looked right at him and I'm like 15 years old. And I was like, I'm not going to be on sports center for like banging my head off the rim on a, <laughs> <laughs> on a, on a trampoline dunk. I'm good. Wow. But he's like, he's like, come on, man. When you get, he's like, he like tried to bribe me. He's like, you get a, this and this and this. And I was like, mm, no, nah, I'm good. The wisdom <laughs> of 15 year old Nathan. So smart. Dude, I was like, a, I was kind of like a gangly, like teenager. So I don't know. I just imagined myself just kind of. You were somehow terrible. taller than you are now. That's all I remember. Yeah, well, very I just and when I was 15, I was like also six foot two, just like right now. It's, 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 it was not much, not much growth after that point. Okay, so, well, okay, almost six foot three. Okay, anyway, let's get into our main topic of the day. Uh, we got, we've got a uh, Seahawks prop bets. We got the bold predictions coming soon. That's coming down the pipe. But I, I always like to make up some Seahawks prop bets. Normally, I don't have to make all of these up. Some of these are real. It's a mix of real and fake prop bets. But the Seahawks suck so much that there are no Seahawks prop bets this year, um, except for like win total and will we win the division and stuff like that. Yeah, that's how um, you normally know your team is uh, not uh, making a playoff push. Most likely is uh, when Vegas is like, uh, there will wasn't they even- suck? There, they even have props for like every rookie except Ken Walker. <laughs> That's so mean. They got they got like rushing yard props for like Brees Hall and like um what's the guy that's on Tampa Bay? Uh, because Tampa Bay is a popular team. That's the thing is the popular teams all have a few, but the um us Atlanta, Atlanta even has some because of because of Drake London. I don't know we <laughs> they just they hit us. Okay, uh, anyway. I also think that our running back situation is very up in the air. That's a hard one yes. to put a prop on. I agree. All right. Yeah, so running back that may or may not be dead. Yeah, <laughs> I, I tried it. I tried it anyway. Okay. Uh, let's get right into it though. Who will the leading passer for the Seattle Seahawks be? We'll go Eric, then Kevin every time. Okay. That's because that's the order it is on my spreadsheet and I want to make it easy for myself. I'm very selfish this way. That's right. Uh, so, so the uh, leading passer this year, Eric, you have three choices. They're all, they're all even odds, equal odds. Uh, you want Geno Smith, Drew Locke, or the field, which includes every quarterback living not named Geno Smith or Drew Locke. I love that you put the field in there because I was going to make some joke about, uh, can I pick Tyler Lockett on trick plays? Um, can I'm, I pick Baker Mayfield? Uh, yes, you, you can you pick can, Baker Mayfield. Andrew Eason at the same time. Uh, uh, you know, I'm going to make it simple. Or Jake Eason, sorry. This is, uh, you know, it's not a Sonics podcast. It's a Seahawks podcast. It's also a Locked on Drew Locke podcast. Lockcast. So I'm picking Drew Locke. All right, Kevin, you agree? You're in Drew Locke agreement? Or are you going to go Gino or the field? Uh, I'm going to have to go with Locke, too. I just think that... What in flat earth, guys? <laughs> this, is, <laughs> this is not fair to Gino Smith. Uh, I think the thing is, people... I had enough okay, Gino Smith last year. There's two year. things happening. People get too excited about Drew Locke thinking like, hey, man, he could be anything. He could be the next, you know, uh, he could be the next Allen, you know? And it's like, he's he's not going to be Josh Allen. That ship, that ship has probably sailed at this point. It, well, also, you just can't count on that kind of progress. Like, that's the statistical outlier. Don't count on the outlier. But the thing that he can be is he can be the peak of what we've seen so far. And 
even the median of Drew Locke so far is still probably a better quarterback for running the style of offense than Geno Smith. Geno Smith always holds on to the ball too long. Uh, he, well, we're used to that. Well, but <laughs> is, that was also the is, normal. <laughs> is normal. Is <laughs> normal. Yeah, I just think that I just think Drew Locke's a better fit for the offense, which means I think he'll eventually win that job. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> okay. All right. How about this? Let's do some rushing yards. Let's start with uh, with Rashad Penny. Rashad Penny last year ran for 749 yards, so I put it at 750.5. Over or under, Eric? Under. I'm not a big uh, believer in Rashad Penny for some reason. Uh, I'm more on the on the Ken Walker train. Uh, I need. I want to be wrong about this, so I'm going under. That's a that's my first scandalous pick of the day. All right, uh, Kevin. What about what about you? You you agree in agreement under for Rashad Penny? Is it seven fifty? Seven fifty point five. Last year he had seven forty nine. I am going over. I think right. that he will have more healthy games this year than he has at any other year in his career. All right, sweet. Uh, I will now go to Kenneth Walker. Kenneth Walker, uh, Eric, over or under seven hundred and fifty point five yards. Yards. Oh my gosh! Um, that, now, now I have to pick over, or I'm a terrible person. Uh, all right. I mean, we have like we have like a total of like 1,300 rushing yards on the season. You probably have. You're right. You probably have to pick over if you picked under for Penny. Uh, scandalous pick part two. I'm going over. I guess. All right. So, uh, are you a, are you a, are you the the king of the Ken Walker hive now? Uh, probably. Eric? I mean, I I do kind of. Uh, <laughs> What's your success on this podcast, Eric? I don't know. I I I, I pick a disaster for the Texans and uh, and running backs pretty well. Uh, I can I have a mm-hmm. good crystal ball. So uh, yeah, go ahead and put me in that train. All right, and uh, Kevin, do you think there's a chance that both these guys go over seven fifty, or is it is it uh, just Penny this year? Oh, I'm going over. Oh my Ooh, gosh, double we're running, over. We're, we're pounding the rock. We're going it. over fifteen hundred total rushing yards. I think we're going to be pushing 2,000 combined rushing yards. So you're thinking like 800 from one guy and like 1,100 from the other kind of thing? Yeah, I think it's going to be something like that. I think what's going to happen is um, it's going to be a ride the hot hand kind of thing. And so Penny's going to be starting to begin the season because he knows the offense. And then he's going to get like, you know, a nagging ankle or something like that. And so then uh, Walker's going to come out and have like three games that make it so you just can't keep him in the barn. And then you're going to end up having to kind of split carries between the two um, through the rest of the season. And it's going to be a pretty 50-50 situation from there. Hmm. All right. Um, I I, uh, I like it. I, I dig it. I almost put 800 for both of them because I thought like the total number of the total yard, the total amount of yards might mostly just come from these two guys. Hey, and Nathan, then, I'd have picked yeah. over for both yeah, I, I, on I over 800. So. I, <laughs> I know that I, I understand that I'm getting saucy, <laughs> but, but I mean, that's the thing is like, I, I added up like, Oh, how many total yards do you think we're going to get? And I was like, eh, probably like 1700 to 1900 is, is the range I was in. So then I was like, how many of these yards are going to come from guys other than Penny and Walker? And I thought was hopefully not a lot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that, that's my other thing is um, this also includes me saying that I really hope that um, Chris Carson has a very successful business career. Because yes, uh, neck, I don't that want that. Tweet, neck, tweet. Yeah, that I don't want that on the field. Yeah, that was very. Uh, that was very. Concern, I would like him to have a concerning. very long life. Concerning is a word I would use. Um, 
yeah, I hope that I hope that the only reason he's like entertaining a comeback is because he just wants to get the rest of the money. I'm I'm a okay with that. Oh yeah, rest of the money, all the medical care he he needs. He could be on IR for the rest of the season. Collect that, collect them paychecks, Chris. I'm into it. Okay, Uh, DK Metcalf. Uh, We saw he got fed more with Geno than than with Russ. He kind of got the ball forced to him a little bit. Maybe it'll be the same with Locke as well. I'm gonna go over under 900.5 yards. (sighs) Give me, give me that, give me that one more time. Uh, so DK Metcalf yards over under 900, 900.5. Do you want to know his yardage total so far in his career? No uh, rookie year, 900, then 20, 20, 1300. That was the let Russ cook season. And then last year on the exact same number of targets as the let Russ cook season, 967. Yeah. I'm, I'm going under only because of our quarterback situation. And I picked drew lock. Yeah. I cannot pick drew lock and then pick over on this so so do you did you uh how did you go back and look at like what drew lock did with uh any of his uh his other the wide receivers i didn't i didn't look this morning but i i looked you know what two weeks ago so, and i so, have a pretty good idea so 2020 was the season that yep. drew lock played the most mm-hmm. and the receiving leader for the the denver broncos that season was jerry judy with 856 so yeah, you're you're right. <laughs> Drew Lock Drew Lock might not be able to support possibly support <laughs> a 1000 yard receiver. Uh but nine I've said a 900 because I think like that is about the range that we're in here. All right, Kevin, did you go over or under for 900.5? Uh I'm going to go over because I think an important thing about that season is that the player who is playing closest to that role was Tim Patrick. Um how much better of a receiver do you think DK Metcalf is than Tim Patrick? Because oh, I would just, say just a, I would say just a, a little. Lot. Just a little bit. <laughs> so uh, Tim Patrick got 742 yards in 15 games. Um, Cortland Sutton was out injured. Uh, if Cortland Sutton had played, I think that would be a better comp, but he missed basically the whole season. So I'm going to say over, but I, if you just had a thousand, I'd have a lot more trouble saying over. Yeah. Uh, I think 900 is a pretty good line. For, so yeah. people who are, people who are mad right now that like DK is definitely going to get over 900. I think you should be worried a little bit it's uh, i'm glad you're uh, a fan but you got to look at all the other things playing a playing a role we'd have to Tyler. see him doing a lot of different things than he's been doing here like because i could see it being like a lot of slant and yak i mean he just 58 percent catch rate last year like dk does not did not get a lot of high percentage throws you're right if he starts getting high percentage throws maybe we're doing some of some uh some debo samuel stuff where we're just getting the ball in his hands and like letting him run people over yeah, maybe it changes DK completely. I just the current version of DK Metcalf is, um, I don't know. Anyway, Tyler Lockett yards seven fifty point five. Eric, um, this is where I'm gonna go a little crazy. I'm gonna go over, even if it's seven hundred fifty one. Tyler Lockett is, he's Mister Seahawk right now. He's the the lovable guy who's still here, who's done so much greatness for us. I think that if our quarterbacks are smart. Uh, they will use Tyler Lockett for those yak situations that he is so uh, good at. All right. Well, you you think this one's going over too, Kevin? Are you missed? Are you turning it quickly? Turning into Mister Over? I am quickly turning into Mister Over because Jerry Judy got eight fifty six, and what's Tyler Lockett? The number two receiver, which is closer. I I I line these up with the uh, with the number one, number two. Kevin, that was also with uh, with no booty. 
<laughs> that's true. He is very what? narrow. He's good. That's, Jerry, that's me and Jerry uh, Judy Kevin has Joe. a very narrow booty. Yeah, no, narrow no, booty, no, Jerry Judy. Yeah, that's that's no fact. Way. You guys, you guys are too much. I, I, I think this one's trick. This one's trickier. You, you really have Tyler has relied on volume, you know, and like also he has his near psychic connection with Russ on broken plays to really create a lot of his yards. And now I, I think that's a gonna- very valid point. Um, the only thing I would say is that I, like, I think that again you're talking about fit for the offense. He would basically be playing the Robert Woods role, and I feel like he can do that very well. Uh, Noah Fant yards over under six fifty point five. Uh, we are we are in such a hype mode. If we go over, I'm not trying to uh, diminish anything Mister Over might say, but uh, I got to go under on this. Uh, not since Stop. ever have we had a tight end. Not since Jimmy Graham lined up in the slot have we James, had a tight end. James Graham. Yeah, not since uh, he was James Graham. Yeah, not since he was James Graham. Kevin, what do you think? Man, uh, that was a really good number to pick. So he uh, got to 670 each of the last two seasons, um, including 2020 with a lot of Drew Locke. But it's what I based it on. Yeah. (laughs) And but like we also just paid Disley quite a bit. Uh, I'm going to. Man, I'm gonna go under, but just like Ooh, barely. I got Mister. I got Mister over. I I think this is an over. I think that it's you guys. Pick. I the, I have to go uh, under because I picked over on the two receivers. Yeah, I was gonna say. I think Tyler goes. Tyler goes for around seven fifty, and then uh, Fant is where we where those yards kind of get made up. This I guy is right. This guy's a real talent, and I think people will be surprised by how good he is. All right, who will the number four receiver? On your seat, do you want me to read the choice? I'll, I'll read some choices to you too, uh, because this is uh, this is quite the, the the pool of players to pick from. Who will the number four receiver be after Metcalf, Metcalf, Lockett, and Fant? I think we agree those guys are probably the top three. So here we go. We have Freddie Swain, D. Eskridge, Penny Hart, Marquise Goodwin, uh, and probably Will Disley and Colby Parkinson. I I would be surprised if anyone from outside that list was the guy. Um, you can you can pick Bo Melton if you really want, Kevin, but I, I just don't think that's the case. Uh, oh, and all all running backs you could pick you could pick Penny if you really want. Uh, you could pick Ken Walker. Uh, Eric, what do you think? Uh, this is hard because I was actually thinking maybe going running back or Marquise Goodwin. I'm gonna go with the safe choice and pick Marquise Goodwin. I don't have a lot of uh, D. Eskridge uh, confidence right now. If if I'm wrong and he's awesome rad but uh right now i'll i'll go with the safe choice of marquis goodman Goodman. a guy who uh, actually has some uh, sentimental experience the thing is that marquis goodwin is he was so good in 2017 right he was like it seemed like he was gonna ascend yeah 962 yards he looked like he was gonna be a guy and then he just fell off the face of the earth again back to back (laughs) to his uh back to being like a a five nine david moore (laughs) Like it's just it's it's just weird, right? Like it's just, it seemed like he was finally breaking out in 2017, and then it just didn't happen for him. So yeah, I agree. If if he can, if we can get him going, like three four hundred yards could be in the card, and that's that cards, and that's probably enough to uh to win this win this prop. Uh, Ken, what are you thinking? Uh, I think Goodwin might not make it out of camp. It's possible that you know what I think. Almost all the guys I said right there might not make it out of camp, except Disley. Like those, that's, that's a list. That's a list of guys that are that are going to uh, to struggle to, to they're they're all gonna have to fight for their spots, right? Eskridge maybe because the draft capital is pretty safe, but 
Anyway, who are you going to pick? This is hard because, um, like, D. Askridge will get every opportunity. I just don't know if he can ever stay healthy enough. Uh, Freddie Swain will get probably the bulk of the uh, wide receiver three work. But I think we're going to run a lot of two tight end sets. I think I'm going to say Will Disley. Will Disley. Ooh, living up for that contract. All right. Mr. It, contract. I would... I would have definitely taken Swain or Eskridge here. So you guys are going. You guys are going. I like the high risk, high reward strategy that you guys have employed here. Uh, I think Swain is like the uh, take the established guy that you know can get 300 yards in this offense and uh, call it a day. And then Eskridge is like the high ceiling. You know, you're betting on his health. Dis- Disley, I just don't know what's Disley's. What's the most yard Disley's ever had in a season, Kevin? It's like 252. It's 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 low. It's very very low. Let me get to his Pro Football Reference page. It's yeah, 262. 262, yeah. yeah. And yeah, so. I'm thinking in this offense um, with a lot of, like, outlet passes, uh, I'm thinking he might get up around, like, between 350 and 400, which was enough for uh, which was enough for Swain last year. Okay, offense. The offense, how many total points will we score? 325.5. Um, I base that on, like, the – Pete Carroll era number of points we scored, and then especially the number of points we scored when Russ was not was not here. So three twenty five point five, Eric, over or under total points. That is an average of just over nineteen points a game. Yeah, I didn't include the seventeenth game, which is probably a mistake. That's gonna mess mess me up here. Oh, okay. You guys are both gonna. Okay, wait. Let me let me change it. Oh, let's, you want to? Okay. okay. You went over. Okay, 16. Gonna... You want to just put it at a points per game number? I'm gonna put it at three forty point five. Because, okay, in 2011, we scored 321. So I think 340 sounds good to me. Yeah, 340.5. Um, man, I I don't I don't like this at all. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm basing it on the Tavares Jackson season. You like that? Yeah, yeah. That's really hard. Um, you know, I just feel like at best we're going to hover. I don't think we're going to be a five-win team. I just don't see it. That means we're going to be a four-win team. So... I'm going to go crazy and I'm going to go over here. Gosh, what am I doing? Over. So you think we'll be bad but we'll score some points? Put some points Yeah, on well, the I, I'm also looking at our schedule and looking at the defense and either we're just going to crap the bed every single week and put up 13 to 17 points, which is a, you know, number 2 draft pick overall maybe, or we're going to score like just over 20 points a game, which would put us Put us in the lead uh, would make my prediction correct. So, yeah, I'll go over because I'm stupid. There we go. All right. Hey, Kevin, how about you? You going over as well? Uh, last you, year, are mi- you are Mr. Over. Last year, the Denver Broncos scored 335. If we score 340, it'll probably put us like in the bottom 10 in the league. Um, it's about it's it, it's it looks like about, it would be right. about 20th. Yeah. Yeah. It's real, real difficult. Um, I'm going to go. I'm going to go under. I think we're going to be a little feast or famine. We'll have a few games where we're scoring in the 30s, but I could see us having some games where nothing clicks and we score like six. I, I'm, I would pick under just because I have a feeling that we're going to play at a glacial slow, glacially slow pace to try to keep the games close. We have two big play running backs, though. I just think they'll play so slow though. The, the, they'll use the they'll be using the the whole time. They'll be you know what I mean? It's yeah. just it's just gonna be like 
so, 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 so slow. All right. That is our offensive props. So to recap, you guys both like Drew Locke to be the leading passer. Uh, Eric is down on Penny. Um, but you guys both love Kent Walker. Ken Walker, Eric, you're down on Metcalf. Uh, and you both are under on Noah Fant. And then uh, Goodwin and Disley, your choice for our number four receiving yards. And then you split on points. Kevin went over on everything except for Noah Fant and total points. All right. Which... Uh, implies a uh, bend, but uh, bend, but don't break offense. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> gonna, a lot, of, a lot, of, a lot of field goals in the Kev, in Kevin's prediction. I feel like, which is it's fine. I could see that. We're gonna I be very see us just really, really struggling in the red zone to finish any drives. I could totally mm, see that no. being the story, the story of this season. All right, now on to the defense. We're gonna start with sacks. Seahawks have a revamped their pass rush, drafting Boye Mafe. We got D- Daryl Taylor. Um, we're looking, looking like we um, might be able to revamp, revamp our passers. I looked at last year's sack total, which we all would agree was probably pretty disappointing, right? This is a disappointing sack year in in general. Last year we had 34 sacks, so I'm going to set it at 34 and a half. Do you guys think over or under 34 and a half sacks? That's Eric? a lot. That's a lot to go with. It doesn't seem like. So, so sacks we lost in the off season, right? Let's start with that. Dunlap had eight and a half. Raheem Green had six and a half. That's fifteen sacks, right but there. How many did Raheem Green have? And what about <laughs> Raheem Green? Bobby Bobby had one. Mayoa had one. Hyder had one and a half. So you know we lost like eighteen sacks. So you basically can Jamal Adams yeah. playing closer to the line, plus um, the development of. Daryl Taylor plus yeah. Boye Mafe make up make up that make up that sack difference. Oh, and Quentin Jefferson coming back because that's like four or five sacks in the bag, right? It's this is a hard one. I'm not gonna lie. It is. <laughs> I'm not, not gonna pretend like this was an easy prop, but the Seahawks do always kind of find their way into like 30 plus sacks. There's yeah, never that's really that's that the thing. Bad. We we have talent on this team, and I do have a lot of faith in this. Plus, you didn't bring us on the podcast to say maybe. Uh, Uchenna Nuosu, Shelby Harris, like there, there, there is sources for sacks here. Where I've, where I've shown my confidence in Ken Walker, I'm going to show my my uh, confidence here, and I'm going to go ahead and say over. Maybe not a lot over, but let's just go over. What do you think, Kevin? You agree? Is the sack is the sack total going to be popping this year? We're going to get more sacks. Yeah, I think we're going to be schemed for it. Um, I think defensive back play is going to be more consistent. Uh, also, I think the changes in scheme will make it harder for people to run on us. And so for that reason, I think um, we'll have a good number of opportunities to get sacks. And I think the adjusted sack rate will go up. So the thing I'm afraid of in the, in this prop in particular is teams not needing to throw against us. Right. Like they're up. You, they go up two touchdowns and then now we're throwing and we're bad at it because our quarterback is Drew Locke making a lot of mistakes or whatever. And so now uh, now teams don't have to throw against us. They get the ball back up two touchdowns and they're like, let's just run, <laughs> you know, and yeah, you maybe you're right. Maybe it is really hard to run, but that's just that just worries me that they're going to spend a bunch of time running and then that leaves no opportunities for for sacks. All right. Uh, sacks leaders. Who's uh who's your choice? Who's the who's gonna lead the team in sacks? This uh I'll I'll just read off some of those names again. Nuosu, Mafe, Taylor, Robinson, Jefferson, Ford, Harris. I, um Adams is probably the uh the dark horse choice here. Who who's gonna lead the team in sacks, Eric? This is uh maybe scandalous to say because it's kind of 
it's it's pulling a a Star Wars sequels with what we've been doing, but I feel like the way we're going to use Adam's right is by going back to what he did when we weren't using him maybe the best way, and he is going to be our sack leader. I think they want to pick like Get him. Adams as Mr. Sack. Kevin is Get Mr. Over. Close. I'm Mr. Eh. And Mr. Sack. Mr. Sack. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I think, think putting Adams close to <laughs> yeah, Mr. Big, Mr. Big Sack. Uh, so that they, they, uh, they, I think putting Adams close to the line and letting him kind of make plays is definitely something that could happen. And another thing too is you might be trying to get like the best talent on the field, and that might look like Adams, Diggs, and maybe even Neil or Amadi all on the field or Blair all on the field at the same time, right? Mm-hmm. Trying to get more of those guys in the field. And how do you do that? Well, you play, you play Jamal at outside linebacker you play him at at middle linebacker right you do you do weird stuff to try to get him on the get those other guys on the field more you know and maybe it's only like 15 snaps a game but that like you said eric that could add up quick right because we've seen jamal adams his ability to read the play and make a make a play on the ball is pretty much unmatched and when he was just when they were blitzing him all the time there were there were moments where it just felt like you're watching a video game like oh this guy's gonna sack whenever whenever he wants so. Yeah, he's just he's just so he's so good at reading the play and figuring out what's going on. So yeah, it, it gives him such an advantage. Uh, all right, Kevin, are you gonna also take Adams? Or are you gonna move it? I know you're the you're the president of the Daryl Taylor fan club, so I'm pretty sure that I, I think that's where you're going. You know, so. I mean, when you cut a Hall of Famer, you just replace him with another Hall of Famer. That's that's how this works. Next man up. Um, so my concern with Taylor is, or with uh, Adams is that he got nine and a half sacks in I think what is probably the most sacks he could get. Like, I think that is the most sacks he is capable of getting in a season because that was a ton of rush opportunities. Um, In the new defense, he is going to have a lot more responsibilities in the run game. And that could lead to him not being able to uh, blitz the quarterback quite as much. I also think if Adams leads our team in sacks, that's probably a sign that our defense uh, underperformed. I'm going to go with Daryl Taylor here. Um, it, for me, it's actually either Taylor or Nwosu. Uh I think those are the two players that make the most sense to me. Um, the style and scheme that we're going to be playing, those are the players that aren't really going to come off the field that often. If we end up playing an extra DB, um, they probably slide to uh, just an edge position and rush on the edge, or I could see maybe some 3-3-5 formations. So... Um, so I think it's going to be Daryl Taylor. He got six and a half sacks in what amounted to a rookie season. That's a lot of sacks for a rookie. I think that number is going to go be pushing double digits. I think, well, are we going to have an over-under for Taylor in a minute? Nope. Okay. <laughs> uh, I think he's going to be over eight sacks on the season, and that'll be enough to lead. I like okay. that. Um, Jordan, Jordan Brooks last year, second most tackles all time, 184. Now you remove Bobby Wagner from the situation, putting even more of a load on his back. But I, I still didn't. I, I thought about making it like, will he get the NFL record for tackles? Like Kevin and then Kevin, we in, in the pre-show kind of talked me down off that. So we'll, we'll go over under 180.5, which would be the third most tackles ever. So will Jordan Brooks get over, you know, let's do 179.5. So that's nice even number. Will he get 180 or, or more tackles, Eric? Man, Uh-oh. you're counting on a full season. The, from the internet Brooks. gremlins got Eric. Oh, can oh, you hear me now? There you go. 
Thank goodness. I can hear you. You're back. Yeah, you yeah. cut out too. I think I'm I'm Comcasted today. Uh, let's keep it fast. Over. He's going to have a full healthy season. Everything's going to be fine. Jordan Brooks may be breaking. Oh, man. No, I can't go over. I feel like <laughs> here's the thing. I think he, he had such a great year because he was with Bobby. Da ah, da ah, over. We're going over. It's 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 tough because he he has shown himself to be an exceptional tackler at this point, right? Yeah, and he's and, he's leading that group now, and he's young, and he has the opportunity and more opportunity just opened up, right? Just the because of the Bobby Wagner was him so great doesn't mean that we can't have another great guy. I'm going over. Uh, okay, Kevin, what are you? So, 150 tackles is a great season. Uh, I see him ending up somewhere close to that number. I'm going under, but I think he's going to have a better season, just fewer of that particular counting stat. All right. Uh, team interceptions. Uh, basically, do you think the Seahawks will take more risks than last year? Because last year they uh, they did not have a lot of these. Uh, 12 and a half total interceptions. Eric, what do you think? That's an under. The secondary is such a, a mystery to me, and I... I'm intrigued by a lot of guys, but I have no statistical analytics to back up any reason why I would pick over here. So I got to go on. Quandre had six by himself. I mean, Quandre is great. Could... Quandre is coming off an injury also. That's true. And that there's a is. bunch of young guys and there's going to be moments where it's like, whoa, that's Kobe Bryant just had an interception. That's crazy. Oh, and he almost had another one. And then you're not going to hear from him for games. So and there's a chance for that. Not not counting on it. Just saying there's a chance. So under. All right. What about you, Kevin? What'd you set the number at? 12 and a half. Last year we had 12. So uh, it was more, more than last year. Okay. So I think there's a good chance Kobe Bryant ends up replacing DJ Reed's interception numbers. Two for a rookie is a pretty good season. Um, Jamal Adams had two last year. Honestly, I think that's about right. Like two or three seems about right. Uh, Quandre getting five or six. I could see maybe a linebacker getting in. I think Jordan Brooks is um, only improving in his pass coverage. Man. You know what? They're going to be playing some more aggressive defense. They're going to be playing a little bit more press. And so I'm going to say. I'm going to say over. I think they're going to gamble a little bit more. Uh, it's trying also to play your, it's to also the your side of exactly. You know, I got to stay on brand. If, <laughs> you know, when, when in doubt, stay on brand. Uh, Mr. Mr. Optimism. Um, uh, yeah, your brand I just is now Mr. Over. That's exactly it. I feel like what's going to end up happening is they know that they need big plays in order to win. I, and so they'll try and find the toxic differential in that way, in trying to generate the big play. I tend to agree. They're going to ask the defense to do more this year, and part of that is going to is going to show itself in this in this particular category, in my opinion. Also, people uh, who can actually cover might get more coverage snaps than like Puna Ford. Uh, I I'm, I thought about doing total turnovers because uh, I think like fumbles might be a thing too. Like we might see more guys trying to rip for fumbles and things like that. Anyway, yep. uh, which player on the team will lead the team in pass breakups? And remember, you could take a defensive lineman for this, right? Guys knock the ball down at the line of scrimmage all the time. You could pick anyone you want on the defense, basically, even Nick Ballore. Something to think about. Eric, what are you, you going to do? Uh, I'm going to hedge both sides of this bet and... I, I just feel like this is, I don't know if this is the safe choice. Maybe it's another dark horse choice. I'll pick Jamal Adams. Pass okay. breakups yeah. and sacks. We traded a lot for this guy. Uh, there's, it's not like we trade a lot. He better do something. <laughs> it's just that he is versatile. He's very talented. And I think that he wants to mold this image in, I um, mold this defense in his image, um, put his stamp on it, which let's face it, he 
he never got to do while Bobby was here and, you know, not being used correctly and everything. So, uh, whatever that means. Yeah. Last, so yeah, last year, Adams, Adams had five last year, which is pretty good. Pretty solid. Um, so apparently the leaders, no arms. La- the leaders last year were Reed and Jones, the cornerbacks each had 10. Um, so Jones is still around. You could pick him, I guess. Kevin, are you going to pick Sidney Jones or are you going to go in another direction? I'm picking a very aggressive cornerback and the one that I feel most confident in playing a lot this season because the problem is I feel like the rookies are going to be pushing for spots. Mm-hmm. But I feel like Trey Brown's going to see the field all season long. And huh. I know he didn't get to see the field a ton last season. Um, and that obviously impacted his numbers. I mean, he only had one pass defense, but he only started three games. I think that Trey Brown is a very aggressive receiver. Um, if you look back at his college tape and even his NFL tape, the guy is, um, an absolute like pest and pests get their hands on the ball. So, uh, dark horse in this category, I think is, so Amadi had six last year. And if Justin Coleman comes in and just takes that nickel cornerback job back and owns it in himself, I think he's a real, he's got a real possibility to, to win in this category. Um, and then Quandre, if he's not getting interceptions, because, you know, if you add up the interceptions plus pass breakups, he was the leader, uh, there anyway, uh, ta- who will have more tackles Quandre Diggs or Jamal Adams, uh, do you want the numbers from last year? Uh, Diggs ninety four, Adams eighty seven. I, I don't think so. Uh, geez, I'm gonna go ahead and I I can't pick pick Jamal Adams here because of Jordan Brooks. So I will go and pick Quandre. I, I do so love Quandre Diggs too. I mean, Adams played less games last year, but that's also just part of his deal at this point. I I don't know if I have confidence he's gonna play seventeen games, and I I don't think that's being unfair to Jamal Adams. No, at this point. I'm with you. Uh, uh, Kevin, what do you think? Diggs or Adams? Uh, I'm taking Adams in this one. Um, he's such a perfect pit fit for the run responsibilities that he's going to have in this new system. And like, think about the number of times you saw him chase down on the backside of a play or split blockers. Like he's going to be making a lot of plays in the run game and a lot of run stops. I think that's also part of the reason why I have Jordan Brooks's numbers a little bit lower is because I think Adams is going to be over a hundred tackles this season. All right, uh, next one I put, will the Seahawks have a defensive touchdown in Ooh. 2022? They did not have one in 2021. That's the only way we're um, going to be exciting, so yes. <laughs> no, so, I, mean, so if you're, dep- I don't mean so for that sound. I don't want that to sound super grim, but let's, <laughs> let's look at it this we're way. We're all going to die. I'm not trying not to be grim here. <laughs> I'm not trying to be grim, guys, but we're going to have four wins, and the only exciting thing that will happen is we'll get a D- one defense. I don't want to bring the room down season. or anything, but the heat death of the universe is inevitable. You know, we're, we're making fun because Kevin has, you know, it's Kevin's Mr. Over today, but, and it's like we want to keep that as his thing, but I've always been Mr. Realism. Like, ah, don't, don't be surprised if Russell Wilson doesn't, you know, end his career in Seattle, guys. Um, I think that uh, we will. We will have to because. That's the only way this defense is really going to succeed. And that's in, in bad seasons, bright spots are where you see the team growing. And I could see us having two this year. I put it over 1.5, in fact. There you go. Nice. Oh, I love that. Kevin, what do you think? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm on that bull train. I mean, you know, I'm Mr. Over. But uh, I also think we've already talked about they're going to be pushing for more of those big plays on defense. And, I mean, that's as big a play as it gets. Okay, next one. Uh, defensive points allowed. 
Okay, now I have to look at this again because I did this based on a 16-game season last time. So let me double-check that I'm okay with this. Um, I'm going to go a little higher. I'm going to go four. Uh, you know what? Let's leave it because I think the defense is the strength of this team. 399.5. Eric, what do you think? Will the Seahawks allow more than 400 or more points? Uh, I'll go under. I'll go under. I don't think that we're going to get blown out every game. And... Uh, I, I do have faith in this defense that we're not going to be absolutely terrible. This is we're supposed to have a better defense than last year, so yeah, I'm going under. Gentlemen, do you agree? So I went under on points. Um, I'm gonna go. Yeah, I'm gonna go under on uh, points allowed as well. Uh, I think we're gonna be kind of. I don't know. I, I think we're gonna finish somewhere around seven or eight wins. Uh, I think we're going to be led more by our defense, like what Eric said. And, you know, Pittsburgh was the cutoff line. They had 398 allowed last season. Um, the Panthers, and if you look at the other defenses under that, those are some those are some truly bad defenses. Uh, I If we end up being the kind of defense that I think we'll be, then I think that we're the kind that ends up allowing under 400. So 366 was how much we allowed last year. And I just think that we're going to give opposing offenses more opportunities. The counter to that is, yeah, the defense probably did get a little better. So I don't know. It's tough. I think that's a, I think that's going to be a close one. All right. Jason Myers field goal percentage. Yeah, that's right. Three phases of the game, boys. Uh, we got to get, we got to get our, uh, our All kicking, kicking, kicking and punting, phases. kicking and punting in uh, Jason Myers field goal percentage over under 82 and a half. This is an easy one. It's going to be over because not only are we going to have to count on Jason Myers a lot, but eagle eared listeners, I love saying that because it, it doesn't make sense. Eagles don't use their ears that much. Um, <laughs> if you're really listening to the podcast, Nathan will always go about, you know, the the wave of Jason Myers, good and bad seasons. OK, like he has a better percentage of kicking this year than this year's like odd years, whichever one you want to pick. You yeah, it's every other year. He's good. That is yes. correct. And that, this... that is that is my Myers theory. It is held true. Oh, it is yours? Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Take that, Nathan. Um, it was Mr. <laughs> Mr. Over's theory is correct. And this is the year, baby. It's going to be over. All right. Uh, Kevin, do you agree? I know you said we're going to kick a lot of field goals here this year. So maybe it could be like 80 and still be fine. Like, he didn't you, say kick a lot of missed field goals. That's right. I know, that's a... We're going to miss the extra points. Um... <laughs> all, all five of them for oh, the whole season. Boy. I'm adopting uh, the Grim Reaper yeah, there you go. persona here. Uh, in 2018 with the New York Jets, 33 of 36 field goals made, 91.7%. That's what I'm seeing, boys. All right, over, over. How about Michael Dixon? Will his longest punt be over sixty nine point five yards? That would be that would be his longest in his career. Sixty nine is his longest. So will he set a new career high this year for longest punt? Uh, that's a negator. Uh, he's going to go under because he's he's just going to be Mister Consistency, settling on that nice range. All right, Kevin, do you think he can get a, a seventy yarder this year or no? I do. I think that he's going to have one longer than that. I got to so... defend the brand. Over. <laughs> That's exactly it. Um, so he has had a punt over 60 yards every uh, season since he's been in the NFL. Um, he's had one over 63 every season. He's had one over 67 all but one season. 
I he's been knocking on the door of 70 yards for a while now. I think he's going to finally push back that particular barrier because he'll have more opportunities of having an offense shut down inside of their own 30. So I could see him definitely trying, seeing if he can kick one out of the end zone um, from his own like 25. Definitely seems like something that Pun Hub would do. All right. Uh, you thought that was the last question, but you'd be wrong Ooh. if you thought that. Uh, who will lead the team in special teams tackles? Uh, I'm going to give you the top uh, six from last year. Belor had 15. Barton had 12. Penny Hart had 11. Dow- DJ Dallas had 10. John Radigan had 10. And Travis Homer had nine. Who will lead the team in special teams tackles, Eric? Well... Seahawks social media is really trying to give you something now that we don't have Russell Wilson. And uh, <laughs> my Facebook tells me that Nick Ballore is the greatest great of all greats. So he's really good at making uh, get, uh, pictures of Quandre Diggs that makes fun of him being short. Yeah. Um, I'll go Nick Ballore just because I don't know what weird rookie we're, that's is going to make the team. That's going to actually the team in special teams tackles. Oh, so you do think maybe a rookie's got a shot at it? I, I think they do. Maybe, maybe they're you know rookies are never really consistent on that. They just make really cool plays. But um, mm-hmm. if you made me say you got to pick one, yeah, I'll pick I'll pick a rookie that is unnamed. But if that's not a stat, I'll go uh, Nick Bloor. All right, Kevin, what do you think? We brought in like a million rookie uh, UDFA safeties. I think uh, Eric's pick of probably Bubba Bolden, Joey Blunt, or uh, Deontay Williams is a pretty decent one. Um, but I'm going to go with somebody who I think is going to be trying to keep his position on the team. And special teams is a good way to do that. Somebody who's already been a big impact special teams player. I'm picking mm-hmm. Ugo Amadi. Okay. that he would be making a leap here because he was not in the top five or six last year. But I like it because he might be more... He might be more focused on it too, considering yep. like he he might be losing his starting nickel cornerback job. I can totally dig that. Also, Kevin, uh, you mentioned a lot of free agent safeties. The Scott Nelson disrespect has been noted. Okay. <laughs> um, in, in in all fairness, his name is Scott Nelson. I, I mean, just disrespectful. All right. You know, I I really like Scott Nelson when he was the junior executive manager of the Best Buy. I, th- I liked him on Sports Center. <laughs> yeah here's the thing if his name was nelson scott took me a bit yeah i'd feel the same about him and okay. that's what i have to say about scott nelson <laughs> okay there are many ways to support the seahawks nest podcast the best way to do so head over to patreon.com slash seahawks nest and for as little as one dollar and 24 cents a month join the discord come play games dle games in the dle games channel like wordle and framed it's a and, very dull uh, channel uh whatever those games that you like uh also come check out the uh the craziness that <laughs> of what's happening it, it's it's pretty wild on a day-to-day basis anyway uh, uh thanks a lot to of memes the also show. some of the uh i'll be getting my draft of, videos up over the summer a lot of trash talking uh deshaun watson at this point yes for for good reason he deserves every mean thing we say about him he deserves it times a hundred uh or andy he's times thank- 24 Oh, God. Andy, I knew you were going to say something like that. Andy, Brett, do it all for the Tucci, Evan, Flocktimus, Greta, James, Joe, Lucas, Ryan, Timothy, Tom, Astro, Blake, Bob, Casey, Daniel, David, Foles, Jay, Michael, Michelle, Mike, Mike, Richard, Thomas, Warwolf, Brandon, Nick, everyone else who supports the show. Thank you so much. We have 69 Patreons right now. So, you know, 
you can only now join if someone else leaves. So <laughs> not, not really. Uh, it just means that we are like 300 and something away from our next goal. That's exactly it. Uh, of 420. All right. Um, uh, real quick, something to keep a note here. If uh, Deshaun Watson is listening for some reason and he's very sad about the insults, at least he has his own towel to dry both his tears. Yeah. Maybe, maybe don't be so criminally horny, dude. What's, what is wrong with that dude? Okay. Anyway, uh, let's, <laughs> let's, he's, a, he is a menace. Okay. Uh, we, we, I, I was like, I woke up this morning. Uh, my son broke his arm and I was like, oh, what are we going to do for movie club? I haven't had time to watch movies. I've been busy with this broken arm thing and getting ready, uh, quit my job. So I'm packing up stuff for to leave and I just got all this stuff going on. It's been crazy. And so, I was like, uh, okay, I'll choose violence. <laughs> so what we're gonna do is we're gonna make a, a cereals tier list. We're gonna we're gonna take breakfast cereals. Um, or some ninety nine percent as a r <laughs> as uh, as yeah exactly. You'll be t- you'll, you'll be full of tears after we're done. Uh, as three uh, moderately overweight uh, tall white dudes, uh, we excuse we, me, uh, only two of us are tall. <laughs> moderately uh, overweight we eat, we've we've eaten some cereal in our day so we all have strong opinions on um on these cereals we're going to rank them at s tier s being the elite tier superior the best uh a uh reserved for those cereals that are very good b i would eat these cereals they're 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 nice they're solid c um if it was the only cereal available i would my feelings wouldn't be hurt for eating it d uh, actively bad and f actively very bad <laughs> Okay. So, so F, F, if F is reserved for those that are truly, truly, truly the worst, I went and I found a list of the like 30 most popular cereals. I listed them out. If, you, if there's one that you feel like is missing from this list, Eric, Kevin, we can add it. If there's a must have on here that didn't make it. You ready? I listed these alphabetically. Okay. Apple cinnamon Cheerios, Apple Jacks, Captain Crunch, Captain Crunch's Crunch Berries, Captain Crunch's Peanut Butter, Cheerios, Checks, Cinnamon Toast Crunch, Cinnamon Life, Cocoa Krispies, Cocoa Pebbles, Cocoa Puffs, Cookie Crisp Corn Flakes, Corn Pops, French Toast Crunch, Fruit Loops, Frosted Flakes, Frosted Mini Wheats, Fruity Pebbles, Golden Grams, Honey Bunches of Oats, Honey Nut Cheerios, Honey Smacks, Honey Comb, Life, Lucky Charms, Raisin Bran, Reese's Puffs, Rice Krispies, and Tricks. Okay. Is there anything that you think is missing? There's one for me. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and put waffle crisp in here. Uh, so I got that one locked in. Hmm. Uh, is there anything, is there anything else that you feel like is, uh, is missing from this list? That I have one very but long list. Yeah, it is. Uh, I have one, but only because I'm going to leave it out because it's already another cereal. You know, some cereals like, you know, I don't want you to add loops of fruit because you already have fruit loops in there. Correct. Um, so and I'll, also yeah, like if I doubled up like that, it's only because the, the, they're both very popular, like Apple Jacks and Apple Cinnamon Cheerios. I have an opinion on which one of those is better, but like I could easily just eliminate one. Of I, those I cannot also. wait to hear your which one is better because I have a take on one of those cereals. So this is okay. well, Raisin Bran Crunch in there. It's just right. Ra- I have Raisin Bran in here. Uh, I, I, I saw Raisin Bran Crunch. It was like 31st on the list, actually, Kevin. Do you really do you want another entry for Raisin Bran Crunch? Uh, Raisin Bran Crunch is 100 times better than regular Raisin Bran. So Why don't yeah, we just make it. it to Raisin Bran Crunch then? Because... If we're gonna uh, talk we, about, we, ha- we have to we have to have an opportunity to put down raisin bran and make people mad. No, uh, okay. Eric, uh, what what uh, what do you want to? I, I agree, raisin bran crunch is much better than raisin. Uh, bran. You know, I'm I'm fine with not adding anything unless we're gonna. What add, was your like, What was your one you're gonna say? Super golden crisp. Super golden crisp. It has is that the, like is that had, like honey? Is that like uh, honey smacks? What yes, is that? That's what is exactly that? what it is. Except it was with a better theme song. 
can't get up the super golden. <laughs> okay, so, so, so you're, you're, you're telling me it's like literally. Oh wait, actually, you're right. This is the same as Honey Smacks. I know it this is, is cereal. It is the, it's the same one. one yeah, it, I did. One is Kellogg's and one is Post, though, right? Yeah, but correct. I really can't. I really cannot tell the difference between these two cereals. Like in my ma- in my mind's eye, when I'm imagining the taste, it's the same. They taste the same to me. It's yeah. So oh, we'll we'll just leave it. We'll leave it as one. All right. Let's let's start at the uh, let's start at the top of the alphabet. Uh, let's start with Apple Jacks and Apple Cinnamon Cheerios. Kevin, you got a strong opinion on uh, either of these cereals, or do you? So uh, Apple Jacks ran a promotion in the early '90s where you could get codes for super mario world when it came out for the snes oh nice and as a result uh my brother and i requested apple jacks far more than we would ever requested apple jacks otherwise i ate all the apple jacks i will ever eat in 1993 and i never want to eat another one again it goes at the bottom of the list (laughs) oh it's like f for you (laughs) yes um okay eric Uh, eric you said you have a strong opinion about one of these cereals which one is it okay i love kevin's take it set me up perfectly so I haven't done it in years because I'm in my 40s now. So uh, if I'm trying to really lose weight, don't ever eat cereal again. But uh, <laughs> yeah, breakfast cereal is not good for you. Right? I would say it because it's a thousand calories and you'd be hungry two hours later. That's great food. <laughs> two hours. Um, so that's after eating like half the box. I, one thing I always like is the, the cereal commercial. Where it's like part of this complete breakfast and there's like a hundred other things on the table. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's, it's cool. When you put a bowl of cereal with pancakes, bacon, uh, fruit, uh, a muffin, ha- a whole glass grapefruit, of a banana, <laughs> a whole glass, glass of, of orange juice, which is all the same as a bowl of cereal. Uh, it's no reason why uh, I'm I'm fat. I was a fat kid. I just did what I was told. So Apple Jacks, even in my teens, I was like, hmm, this cereal, uh, I don't think I like it very much. And then in my 20s, I'd be like, I remember this cereal. I got to eat this cereal. It's not very good. In my 30s, I got to eat this cereal. I remember it being good. No, it's not very good. One, so it's it like does- candy corn. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't stay crunchy. It's the soggiest cereal immediately. And it's just not very good. No, I haven't had it's like two. Videos. It's like too sweet. Okay, here's my problem with Apple Jacks. And I would I would have put it in D, but you guys both want to put it in F. I'm fine with that. Uh, you know, I'll stick it in D because I've eaten enough of it to not hate it, but I just have I have my issues with it. So I'm I'm sick so of Apple Cinnamon. Wait, I've eaten enough to hate it. <laughs> Apple Apple Cinnamon Cheerios has the texture of Cheerios, which is like better than the texture of Apple Jacks, right? I think mm-hmm. we'd all be in agreement on that. 100%. And then it's also not like as sweet, so it, like it for me, like Apple cinnamon Cheerios is a solid B. Like it's 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 like it's it's why Applejack should be. Like it's just a better overall cereal. I I know I'm gonna catch flat. I'm gonna catch a stray for saying this because people there are people that are just like militantly pro Applejack, but like Applejacks are not good and Apple cinnamon Cheerios are solid but not spectacular. Like I I would never if I was choosing between every kind of Cheerios, I would never choose Apple cinnamon Cheerios. But no, like, I put them like C tier for me. So I, I think like you too hard against B. If there was like ten cereals in front of me, there's a chance apple cinnamon Cheerios might be my favorite one. Like hmm. there's a lot of cereals I dislike. I mean, yes, there'll be nine Cheerios them. I like less than apple cinnamon Cheerios. You are correct, but you're also I, okay. underestimating my F list. Let's let's put it in B for now. I know you're gonna put everything in F, Kevin, and do a bit, but <laughs> but, but, <laughs> but I but I want but I want to uh, I want to be. But I'm gonna put it in B for now. Uh, I think Eric, I think you would enjoy this cereal. Do you like Cheerios? Like how many yeah. Cheerios? Oh uh, yeah, I, mean, I think they're. These are worse than Honey Nut Cheerios, but not bad. That's oh. that's my uh, where where would you put Honey Nut Cheerios? Let's just skip right down to it. Oh, uh, I think that's in an A tier. Okay, so that's that's the thing is I agree. Honey Nut Cheerios is an A for me. So then that Apple Cinnamon Cheerios being right below that is what made it part of what made it B. Kevin, are you into Apple? Are you good with Honey Nut Cheerios in the A tier, or do you just want to dissent strongly? 
Uh, I would. Well, what was your description of B? B. Okay, so S is like superior. It's the greatest. Yeah, S is A, is, A is A is A is good. Like it's it's a good cereal. B is like you would you would eat this. Like if it was like sitting out in a bunch, you might pick it. It's even it's selectable. C is like tolerable. Okay, I like, I rescind my argument against uh, apple cinnamon cereals mm-hmm. being B. I think that's fair based on that delineation, and I would definitely put uh, D and F is like in A. Yeah, D and F is like would not eat, and F is like definitely would not eat. Yeah. I have some Fs coming up. Don't don't worry. Yeah, honey, Cheerios right. are A tier because uh, every time like they end up in the house, I'm like, oh, I should probably have a bowl of honey nut Cheerios. I'll regret it slightly. Yeah. They're they're pretty good. Like yeah. I just they're super super enjoyable cereal. All also, right, we're all on dry. the same page. Oh yeah, you could just you could just throw some in your mouth. The, the, I think like what the thing they nailed with Honey Nut Cheerios is is the honey flavor is like perfect. Yep. it's like the perfect level of like n- it tastes like natural honey, but isn't like so sweet that it grosses you out. And as a dry cereal, it doesn't make your hands sticky. I appreciate they that. Ju- they just, just they, <laughs> that's like a that's like a real fine line to walk. You know that that line of um of sweet but not too sweet kind of thing. Okay, we got three kinds of Captain Crunch here to knock out. We got the regular Captain Crunch, the Captain Crunches with the Crunch Berries, no oops all berries, thank goodness, and the Captain Crunches with the peanut butter. Uh, so, Eric, I'll start with you. Do, do you and the Captain make it happen? Or are these, do you got big separations here for these ones? Yeah, I do, just because uh, you have Captain Crunch, not Captain, just remember it's Captain. Captain Crunch, <laughs> uh, delicious cereal. It will cut the top of your mouth. Uh, that's you, not a rumor. Shred, you say? So you don't say shred. you don't say you don't say you and the captain can make it happen. You say you and the captain. I mean, that's the captain. captain. He he is a captain. He's not a captain. Yeah, it's, oh, it's, oh boy. He, he has oh boy. the he has the epaulets. He may be an admiral, but that's not. <laughs> you know, the that's that's a whole another discussion. Um. So, and my you favorite thing about in milk, though, it's very the fact that you guys are being the fact that you guys are being so <laughs> so so deliberate about the captain versus captain thing is well, we were we up. were so like into the stats for the for the Seahawks version of the podcast. I had no idea this was going on. It's right in my wheelhouse. So, uh, <laughs> I, oh, I'm aware. Nineteen. That's why. That's before the uh, production notes before the podcast. I said I said something like, "Eric, I know you weren't here when we talked about movie club, but don't worry about it. You're going to nail it." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like I was like, I know Eric. I know Eric's going to going rush this. <laughs> and I like a bowl of cereal. Um, the 1989 Batman cereal for Tim Burton's Batman mm-hmm. was Cap and Crunch, just in bat shapes, which immediately made it bat- better because it had Batman on it. Uh, let's just go with Crunch Berries because you have regular Cap and Crunch and you have Crunch Berries, and it's great. I feel like that's the top tier. Then the Cap and I cannot grade Peanut Butter Crunch, never had it. I like the peanut butter crunch. Actually, it's solid. It's I like it better than the the regular Captain Crunch. Kevin, do you do you, do any of these uh, cereals fall into the D tier, or are they all C and above for you? They're all C and above. I actually rank the Crunch Berries the lowest um, of the three. I would put uh, um, Captain Crunch with Crunch Berries. I would put as a C tier. I'd actually put peanut butter and regular Crunch both as an A tier, even though like mm. they're so good that I'm willing to shred my entire mouth in order to eat them. Okay. Uh, and Eric, you said your favorite was the berries. Uh, yeah, not all berries, all just, just with crunch berries. No, all berries. I say, cereal killers. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, no, no, not the oops, all berries. We're talking about Captain Crunch with crunch berries. Uh, I say we put, I say we put crunch berries in B, we put peanut butter in B and we put, uh, the regular Captain Crunch in, in C. Cause I think w- in, in a vacuum, you would all, 
Kevin, you'd pick peanut butter over regular Captain Crunch, right? Uh, yeah, but I would put regular Captain in A. Oh, wait, would you pick peanut butter or regular Captain Crunch? Which one's better to you? Uh, I would pick peanut butter over regular, but they're both A tier for me. Okay. And then, okay, then, so then put, put, okay, we'll move everything up one tier then. Captain Crunch is a B, and then peanut butter and crunch berries are A. I feel like that's fair. Now I got to go buy some peanut butter crunch. Regular Cheerios, the most C tier cereal ever created. (laughs) (laughs) I'm ready to just move on. It's good. Uh, it's not. It's uh, the taste is not horrible by itself, but obviously it's it's there as like a uh, like a building block. You're supposed to put stuff on it, uh, a spoonful of sugar, a, a sliced up banana, some strawberry slices. It is definitely uh, the plain toast of cereal. Yeah, it's 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 not like bad. It's just I mean, you just you're supposed to do stuff with it. Anyway, we'll move on. From I make that. that a, I just I'd like, I'd make that a D. I wouldn't call it average. I feel you, you got to bring it up. Would you would you uh, would you if it's sitting in a continental breakfast? Are yeah, you going you like, to pick up the box and eat it? How like much? If, well, what if you're at someone's house and they would just like put a box of Cheerios on the table and it's like you're you're hungover, you're you're just gonna not eat the Cheerios? Like you, I might reject, I might outright reject Apple Jacks, but I'm not turning down Cheerios. I'm do like, you okay, have whatever. any sugar? Sure. I do mean, there's have, always sugar in every you have house any, in America. Yeah, yeah. Do you have any accoutrements that I must add to it in order to eat it? Yes, because, you can drizzle some honey if you need to. Yeah. So there you go. It's a, that's why it's a D because all oh, the yeah, other ingredients bring it up a tier or two. All right. Checks, and I'm not. Check mix is not taken into account. You're eating checks as an actual cereal for some reason. C tier. C tier. I think it's, I think it's, I think it's D, but okay. Well, I'll, I'm fine with C. It's very average. It's very boring. Uh, I might turn it down. I like Cheerios better than plain Cheerios better than plain checks. Uh, there you see go. For me. I see it on the other way. Wow. Three bears okay. right there. All right. Here we go. Uh, cinnamon toast crunch. Oof. Guys, I got to put this in the. Is this, this an S tier? Yeah. Oh, yes. Kevin, come on. Cinnamon Toast Crunch D? Get out of here. You're gonna make you're making enemies right now. <laughs> I do not buy, I do not eat. Okay, that's fair. But I I'm it's an S, it's an S for me, and it's an S for you, Eric, also. It's an S for me. Yeah, Cinnamon Toast Crunch is my favorite cereal. I think if I could pick any cereal, I would pick oh, Cinnamon Toast Crunch. I thought, sorry. I thought what someone, someone said frosted flakes. No, no, Frosted no. Flakes is down. Cinnamon I was like, Toast S Crunch. Here. What are you guys doing? Oh, sorry. Cinnamon <laughs> Toast Crunch. Sorry. The taste uh, The taste you can see, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> cinnamon Toast. Sorry. Cinnamon Toast Crunch goes to A tier. Okay. So, so, we're, S, is so we're, S is fine. Yeah. So, okay. So, we're we're on agreement. Cinnamon Toast Crunch. I was like, Kevin is right. making enemies. I am pre- I, sorry. I guess I was just so excited to preemptively murder Frosted Flakes. <laughs> yeah. That in my head, I did it before anything happened. <laughs> All right. Uh, cinnamon Life. Um, okay. I know I'm, this is going to be an unpopular opinion because this no cereal on earth gets soggy faster than cinnamon life. <laughs> but I'm just going to say I my childhood, my mom would not let me buy certain cereals. Like I had to pick the ones that had a certain amount of sugar in it because like, as you guys have noted, breakfast cereal is terrible for you. Uh, so cinnamon life was like one of like the best cereal I could get by a country mile. So I have like a super soft spot for this cereal. So it's a B for me. I'm, I know it's not that good, but like. I like Cinnamon Life quite a bit. It's this and what there's one other cereal that's a similar story for me. It's also um, a good dry. Okay, so you're really so is. you guys are fine with Cinnamon Life in the B tier then? Uh, I thought I was gonna have to fight for this. It actually would be an A tier for me, and Ooh. I apologize to everybody for that. I'll uh, I'll keep it in the B tier for me. B tier, right, keep fine. it in the B. But we'll Life Life cereal is just what a what a what a fine cereal. Um, okay, Cocoa Krispies, Cocoa Pebbles, Cocoa Puffs. These are all the same for me. I don't care about any of them they are all, uh, all d tier for me 
there, if I want chocolate, if I want chocolate milk, I'll get a bottle of chocolate syrup and I'll make chocolate milk. This is the only you. good thing about these cereals is they it make your milk like, chocolate. It tastes like burnt chocolate. It's I put it in the F tier for fired. Yeah, I, I actually would go F, fine with fine. Putting, I'm fine with yes. putting all of these in the F tier. It, Cocoa Pebbles is the one that I would put above the other two if I had. To okay, let's one. go ahead and put Cocoa Pebbles in D because if you're gonna eat trash chocolate cereal, then that's the one that you should eat if you're eating trash yeah. chocolate cereal. I, my protein powder is Cocoa Pebbles flavored, and it's actually super good. So, so like I've kind of uh, also Cocoa that's Pebbles how, not a terrible but, ice cream topping. That's what you're supposed to do with Cocoa Pebbles. Is make your milk chocolatey. Like I'm, I'm, I'm skipping a step. Uh, okay, Cookie Crisp. Um, just eat a cookie, but, but honestly, it's pretty good. So B, <laughs> is that, is I, I feel the only thing about cookie crisp, it gets worse <laughs> when you add milk, <clears throat> like by itself, it's, it's pretty fine. But once you add milk, I would rather just put like a mini pack of famous Amos cookies. In yeah. I'm sorry. I'm going to go C tier because like, I'm you only it having only it available. if it's there. Yeah. Like I agree. All right. I'm fine with that. I, I mean, it's not bad. Okay. Corn flakes. F. Okay, yeah, it's a, C. it's a C for me, but I I I think cornflakes are fine. I, I it's would, like not I as good as Cheerios. I I wanted Cheerios and D. I don't hate yeah, it. It's just if but, you put Cheerios, if we put Cheerios and D, you can't put cornflakes above Cheerios. They're both C's for me. They, when I they, to me they exemplify average. If I put banana in cornflakes, I feel like I've done something super healthy with my life. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, wow, this must be the complete breakfast they're talking about. Oh my god. <laughs> Just the idea of Aaron just like being like, yeah, this is the one. You've we never seen it. satisfaction on a man's face like when I <laughs> chop up a banana in a cornflakes. <laughs> I don't know why this is so funny to me, but it is. All right, we'll, we'll go Deke. It's 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 equal to Cheerios in that in every way. How about corn pops? This is such corn a weird are... cereal. It is a weird oh, cereal. That's like a corn... B tier for me. Okay. Okay. I was gonna go see, but like corn pops is one of the cereals I could have when I was a kid, and every once in a while, like I just want it. But like, yes, I don't know. Something is off about the flavor so, to me. Where okay, I like never, I never it's pick sweet it. Corn, it definitely, ta- it definitely tastes slightly like the box it comes in. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's a problem, and I'm not gonna say it's not a problem. But uh, what I would say about it is, the first bowl of corn pops for the year is like a tier, and the second bowl is. B tier and yeah, every can't. subsequent bowl is F tier. So <laughs> I think we got to put it in C. Like if you see it, you I'm might not going to argue it. hard in favor of corn pop. So like, go for it. <laughs> go ahead and stick it in B, I guess, just because it is a little, you know, a little better than C. All but right, it definitely does taste like somebody dipped the cereal box in honey. French toast crunch. Uh, it's, it's fine. It wishes it was Waffle Crisp. That's that's my review. Never had it. Um, I put it exactly it, one tier below Cinnamon Toast Crunch. So wherever we put Cinnamon uh, Toast Crunch, it's one tier below. I think it's two tiers below. I don't think it's A. I am not going to go hard to bat for French Toast Crunch, so go for okay. it. All right. Uh, fruit, <laughs> fruit Loops. Surprisingly not trash. A tier. That's my, yeah, that's my review of Fruit Loops. Okay. I would give it a B, but yeah. I, surprisingly, I had Fruit Loops the other day, and I thought I was going to hate it. It was uh, not that bad. All right. Uh, also makes a really decent milk. Frosted Flakes. F. <laughs> okay. Nathan, where do you stand? Uh, it's a very C-tier cereal for me. I'm never picking Frosted Flakes, but like, I'm not kicking it out of bed either. It's it's not bad. Can, it's I, not... can I just... I don't want it in F, because it's it means something to me. It's like the cereal I had with my with my father. It is the, the powdered donut of cereal. Ooh, that's such a great description. <laughs> and uh, I, yes, I was literally going to say it's an F tier cereal dipped in confectioner sugar. So yes, 
you you are it's correct. Just something about it. Like if I see if I see a like an unopened if someone's like, ah, take whatever you want your house sitting, and I see an unopened an open box of Frosted Flakes, I'm like, ooh. So, so you, yeah. so you, so I put it's it C you for in, you too. I put so it in B. I put it in B for. Okay, me. We're, we'll compromise and put it in C then. I'll take I said that. C. You, you said B, and Kevin said F. I, I there's no C minus or D plus. So if there was an F minus, I could tell you where it goes. All right, here's <laughs> here's the, here's the other cereal that I got to eat a lot when I was a kid. A stone A for me. Frosted mini wheats. Um, I I uh, I'm excited to hear what you guys think of frosted mini wheats because uh, I frosted I'm mini wheats you... and Cheerios are goat tier dry with coffee cereals. I just okay. want that out there. All right. Okay. Uh, what what do you, what do you think about mini wheats? What tier would you put it in, Eric? Uh, here's my problem with frosted mini wheats is it's just not frosted enough. Could they could they just like seal it in that frosting? And then give it to me. You want it 360? Yes. Then the cereal, oh, then the cereal hard, can't hard get milk. Frosted mini weights now in 360. Oh, I love it. <laughs> um, I will I will put this in B tier, though. It's I just okay. want more of the of the sweet frost. I would Kevin. put it in A tier, and the only thing keeping it out of S tier is you end up with all like the stems and shake at the bottom of the bag. Yeah. And it's awful. <laughs> so like the the like it's basically the bottom of a the bottom of a bag of frosted mini wheats is like uh, trying to eat uh, the fries from Dick's um, after it's after like a thirty minute car ride. I I, I, I know some people oh. that like work uh, in the marijuana field, and next time I talk to them, and be like, "Hey, uh, so all that trash is that like the end of the mini wheats box?" Uh, okay, because that's what Kevin just described. <laughs> uh, Fruity Pebbles uh, wishes it was Fruit Loops. F. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say like the. Because it goes one step above the really crappy chocolate cereals. Okay, and you you guys know from my Christmas treats how I feel about this. I'm, I got okay, but we're not but here. We're, we're not including yeah. Because like, otherwise we'd be Chex doing uh, Chex, Rice Krispies Chex Chex S tier for including yeah. Okay, but Chex was S tier. I guess because you're adding a bunch of marshmallow fuck to it. I got to put it in. <laughs> I'm sticking in B tier. I really do All like right. it. It well, just well two two Fs and a B makes a D. So we'll fine. Put it in, in D tier. I feel like I lost. Uh, you dra- you dragged it up a level though. Straight out of the F tier. Golden Grams. B. Really? Mm. Interesting. I was going to go lower. I'm I was going to go C. I was going to go D. Okay. Well, I think C is a good compromise. Yeah, I was going to say C is in the it just, middle. It's, so. You are not French Toast Crunched. You are not Cinnamon Toast Crunched. I like honey cereals. I am on that oh, corner for Kevin, I, I do also love honey cereals. I love honey cereals. There's just like six better ones than this. I agree. <laughs> and guess where those ones are going to go for me? <laughs> oh, no. Uh, honey Bunches Dude, of Dude, I went oats. to bat for Corn Pops, man. Like, I think I sold myself <laughs> out as far as I can on this corner. <laughs> Uh, honey uh, bunches. I'm Mr. Oats. Over on uh, honey cereals. That's a fact. Go. Well, I'm, here, I'm with Kevin. With honey in the name. Honey bunches <laughs> of oats. I want you guys to take this so I can so I can then spend 30 minutes talking about something. All right. Honey bunches <laughs> of oats is all right. It's um, C oh, tier. Maybe B oh, tier. I was gonna go A or S. Eric, Eric, what do you feel about it's the bunches of oats? Got cornflakes in it though. That's this a, that's is, a detriment. This is a C tier for me, but uh, this is a true story. No joking. In the mid 2000s, I called Post Serial, whoever made it, and I said, Hey guys, uh, I'm really sorry to call you. I'm an adult and I'm calling you about cereal. But um, what happened to Honey Bunches of Oats with Bananas? That was my favorite cereal of all time. And you guys, I can't find anyone. They said, Oh, we discontinued it. 
and then I proceeded to verbally abuse. No, I'm just kidding. But I was very disappointed. That was their manager. That was he wrote a strongly worded letter. That was an S tier cereal. The woman on the other line, I could tell she was like, "Wow, this grown up really just called me about cereal." Um, (laughs) And that's that's where I stand on it. So it's a C tier. You could have had S, but you discontinued with banana. I mean, I was willing to put an S, but you guys both said C, so I'll just put it in C. All right, honey, I'd say B is a fine compromise. That's nah, too late, honey. <laughs> we're we're <laughs> Never moving going back on. To this. <laughs> honey, honey smacks. S. Which, before, as we as we said before, the podcast start is the same as uh, golden, super golden crisp. crisp. Oh yeah, no, no, super we said that earlier. Crisp. That was in the podcast too. Uh, so yeah, these this cereal is um, it's like a core memory for me. Yep. Like the taste of the cereal is in, in engraved in my brain. Yeah. I don't know if it's still an S for me. It might be an A because I had it recently and it wasn't – it was still really good. All right. Well, I'm fine with S. Are you good with S, Kevin? Yeah, I'm there. Okay. okay. This, I, I like this cereal. It is very good. Apex uh, right. of honey cereals right up there with uh, uh, honey Cheerios. Honey, honeycomb? Uh, I would say that's a B. That's a solid B for me. What do you guys think? It's like if corn pops were slightly better. It is better than corn pops, but I wanted to put corn pops lower. So I mean, I'm. <laughs> you know, I'm not I, okay, fine. I'm willing to put corn pops in C tier to put this in B tier. I think that's fair. Okay, uh, okay, okay. I'm okay, I'm fine know. with that. Fine. It's yeah. It's about it's split the difference because I don't really see much of a difference. The, so y'all go B. The, the honeycomb commercials were great though. Oh I yeah, to say that. Uh, just yeah, with knockoff Tasmanian Devil. Plain life. Uh, F D. It's it's not good. It's like cinnamon life, but without any. Of no, the no, flavor. no, no. I'm going life cereal. That's a that's a firm C for me. That's okay because you don't need to put sugar on it. It's got that sugar right in the middle. I love it. Okay, it's so it's better than Cheerios for you. I, yes, I find it very comparable to Cheerios. I put it comparable to Cheerios too, which was C tier. So I put it C tier. No, Cheerios is D, but we'll put life in the C tier. I like it. Okay, Lucky Charms. Hot take: garbage. I don't like it. Oh. Sometimes I love garbage. I love garbage sometimes. It is garbage. It's <laughs> You know A-tier. what I will say? Uh, I, I say that the cereal is underrated. The marshmallows the, the mar- are over-highlighted. The actual cereal part is quite good. The, mar- the marshmallows are the reason I hate it so much. They're gross. I'll agree the with mar- Kevin in the sense of I don't like separating. In fact, two. When, I saw, when I saw that oops all marshmallows thing in the store, I was like, that's the one that's for cereal killers. <laughs> yes, that is for cereal yes, killers. Is. You're correct. Yes, just like oops all berries. Um, I was like, so this where is- do we put Captain Crunch with Crunch Berries? Uh, a and I think for so me this is a, for, for me this is, is fair. I was gonna say this is an F for me, but I'm fine if you guys both put A to put it up in like B. That's I can okay. I'm more than willing to compromise. All right, raisin bran, just regular raisin bran. Yes, just D. regular old raisin bran. D. I'm I'm into that. I we'll stick at D. But the fun bit of trivia: if you're looking for the most sugary, calorific cereal there is, look no further than raisin bran. It's a trick. Raisin Bran is a trap for yeah. sure. Raisin Bran Crunch. Raisin Bran Crunch S. I think it's like B, but it is much better than regular Raisin. Never bran. had it. You guys can put it where you where you feel you need. Uh, it is one of the ones that I most voluntarily buy. So uh, yes. I will put it. We'll put it in. Put, in, we'll put it in A because it's but you B and S. Yeah. Yep. Uh, exactly. Reese's, Reese's, Reese's Puffs. Um, uh, this cereal. The cereal is good. Again, I'm out on this because it's I don't straight know. up it's, candy. So that's it's like. Thing. It's like corn puffs, but like if it tasted like a Reese's cup. So it's like, uh, yeah, it's not good for you. This uh, cereal is, I would the think, cereal will murder you, but it's like a, it's an A for me. Yeah, I would either go A or B. I'm fine with going with A if that's how you feel. Yeah, it's it's not like. It's the, so it's a chocolate cereal, but it doesn't rely on tasting like chocolate. It tastes like uh, 
Honestly, it tastes like Reese's Pieces. But it has chocolatey flavor. It, if it didn't taste like chocolate, I would not want to eat it. it but it does, it is stronger on the peanut butter front, for yeah, sure. which is the right move. Uh, Rice Krispies, D. Yes. Any objections to Rice yes. Krispies? Wherever we D. have Cheerios, it belongs in the same tier. Yeah, okay. Uh, tricks. These are for kids, guys. So whatever we put this is where the kids go. You know what? That rabbit wouldn't like it as much if they let it eat it. Because once you have <laughs> Just, tricks, you realize it's kind of crap. It's um, medium. It's it's a C for me. Yeah, it gets fine. soggy too fast. Oh, is it a D then, or is it a C? It's not an F, right? It's not with Coke. No, no, no. Coke. no. It's no, no. it's a D or a C. It's like Applejacks in the break, sense of you think it's the better. Die, D or C. D. It's D is Applejack, so I think D is fine. Tricks is Tricks once again wishes it was Fruit Loops. It's another cereal in that. And category. maybe we're biased because we're adults. Waffle Crisp. S. This is the this is a this is a goaded cereal. When they brought this back, when they, they're bringing this back this year, and I cannot wait. Uh, like I'm like seriously, it's back in stores in June 2022, and I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> there, I'm the guy they were waiting for. When this came out, like when we, when I was like 10, uh, my mom let me get it, and I was like hard addicted to this cereal. It's, uh, so you know how Costco sells like the triple sleeve in the box. Mm-hmm. The, when it came out, that was in the box, and that was what Todd and I were like, we just get that. So, uh, yeah, that's that's S here. Eric, are you, have you had Waffle Crisp? Do you no, like it? no, I now have to go uh, buy a I, box of cereal and eat it by myself. I so have, I have heard I have like, this is the uh, second. I have like, uh, uh, what's the, I have, you know, the Halloween cereals, the monster cereals? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I have that level of nostalgia, except they're actually good. So Waffle Crisp, here's the <laughs> thing. Um, people said when they brought it back, because uh, they brought it back last year, too, Um. And they said it was not the same. It's still really good, but it's not quite the same. So just keep that in mind that I've not had the uh, any of the uh, the re- the revamps, you know, the, the they kept coming back to store. But this cereal in the 90s was like basically the best thing that you could have. Um, we're not we didn't obviously didn't include any of like the weird cereals, you know, like you get like Panda Puffs or anything like that. Um, so if those are your favorites, uh, I'm sorry. The best cereals, according to the Seahawks podcast, Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Honey Smacks, Waffle Crisp, and the S tier. That's that's definitive now. You guys have just have to deal with it. <laughs> so for for Eric, for Kevin, we will see you guys next week. Go Hawks.